0: Hello and welcome back to How We Dad. This week, I'm sitting down with my mate Simon. Simon is our next door neighbor. Uh, I have known him for a couple of years now since they moved in and I knew from the get go that we were going to get along like a house on fire and that we have. Now, fast forward a couple of years and we are both dads and we've been able to do this side by side. You'll hear we've chatted about bouncing ideas off each other. He blew me away by saying something around him looking up to me as a dad. And that was just spectacular to hear. He is a person that never seems flustered. And I guess that comes with his line of work. And then when we touched on the subject of his dad, he was so vulnerable but so compassionate at the same time and understanding again. So, in the face of adversity, this man never is reactive, but very proactive, as you'll hear. So, please sit back and enjoy my chat with Simon about how he dates. I do enjoy the floorboards, though. They're nice under feet.
1: Yeah, they're quite nice. They're, uh, how long has fresh. this taken you? This has taken me weeks because... I started it at a time I probably shouldn't have. Yep. And I had no capacity to do it. But I did the bulk of it yesterday. So big day yesterday.
0: Yeah. Could hear the the, the sand or the plane or the, the buzzsaw. Yeah, yeah. The buzz saw going as going you're cutting day. along. Yeah. That's yeah. always fun. Probably a bit of swearing too going along with it. Didn't hear didn't hear <laughs> yeah. much of the swearing. That's totally fine. <laughs> I think that comes with the job
1: I think so. <laughs> of yeah. doing DIY. I'm pretending like you know what you're doing.
0: That's right. <laughs> um, Simon, thank you so much for sitting out and chatting. I've been wanting to do this for Quite some time. Uh, I have the privilege of living next door to you, so it's just I can just pop over and yeah. and do it whenever. I think um, just before we kick off with the questions, it's been a fun journey doing this together with you. I agree. So, yeah, so it's, it's
1: been wonderful to see you grow and watch us grow and just figure it out as yeah. we go. It's been, and it's unreal. nice to be able to just flick a message.
0: Uh, I know Bridget and Em do it all the time um, with questions around. Uh, with M's diet background, uh, <laughs> yeah. or with Bridget's nursing background,
1: yeah. it works. It, it does. Is, it's it nice really that does. they can help out because I have not much to offer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's cool that um, you know we're both we're similar ages. Um, mm. There's we've got our our children that are going to be similar ages. We live right next door. Um, Scarlet and Otis absolutely adore each other. Yes. And they get to grow up together, so I'm excited yeah. to see where that goes. So, thank you for sitting down and, and chatting with us.
1: Well, thank you for asking me to do it because this is probably not something I would normally do. So ah, out of the comfort uh, zone. Yeah, a little bit.
0: A That's little good. Bit, yeah. I like
1: that. Thank you. So, let's have a quick rundown.
0: Who you are, how old you are, uh, where you grew up, and how many kids you currently have.
1: Okay. Well, I, uh, I'm 30 now, which... It's tough to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I grew up in a town up in Wingham on the Mid North Coast near Taree. Okay, pretty small town, about three, four thousand people. So moving to the big smoke in Newcastle was mm-hmm. was a bit of an ordeal for me when I turned seventeen. Um, yeah, I've got one daughter, Scarlett, who's two. Yeah, and is just a little ray of sunshine.
0: She certainly is. Uh, we <laughs> again, like we're very fortunate living where we do. I think nearly everyone I've spoken to so far on this podcast lives around Lake Macquarie Mm. and they use that um, the lake all the time. So yesterday we went down to the park. We uh, got ourselves a Costco pizza, you know, the epitome of health that we are.
1: Nice, greasy, big pizza.
0: (laughs) But the kids Mm. um, ran an absolute muck. And just seeing them run and play and interact and to have the lake so close for us to be able to do that, I just, not a day goes past where I don't think how, Fortunate we are so to live where great. we do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just a stone's throw from the lake here ourselves, and always some wet shoes to take off the children when they get too close. And clothes. Yeah. And <laughs> clothes. Yeah. I think
0: Scarlett was down to a nappy by the end of it.
1: She certainly tried to be. Yeah. <laughs> 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 She's so good, though. It's fun. Siblings. Do you have any? I do. I have an older sister. She's three years older than me, but we don't really talk. Yep. Um, Probably last saw her and spoke to her a few years ago, I'd say, to be honest. Um, yeah. Well, a bit of a backstory, I guess. Growing up, mum and dad split when we were young. Mm-hmm. And Amy, my sister, decided to follow along with dad and go stay with him more so. And I stayed with mum. So there's always been that Yeah. Uh, difference of opinions, I suppose. Yeah, of our, course. In our upbringing. Yeah. Do you feel like that sort of um that challenge? How old were you when that happened? When they split, yeah. oh, I was about three, so it didn't mean much to me at the time. Yeah, okay. I mean, I've got to experience growing up, I suppose, split custody and a week here and a week there and holidays here and being pulled filled a post between between parents, which was an experience. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Do you think that, that experience um
0: kind of like, with the, with the, I've got a couple of friends that um, come from split families and then I've got a really close mate that's currently going through a split. And, like, what – I know you're only three, but growing up, did you did, – was the impact there or did you realise what was going on? Like, what age do you think it came to you that um, there, there was that split between mum and dad and was it, like
1: – It'd have to have been – Maybe early school, you know, six, yeah, six, maybe seven. I suppose. Um, certainly was noticeable. More in that there wasn't as much time in the day because mum had to work and she had to do everything. Mm. looking now, I mean, there was no other person to to help out for some time. Yeah. So I guess you could see the freedom that other families had with the two parents. Yeah. But growing up, mum did a pretty good job of not making it feel like there was problems. It was, yeah, she just moved the world for me. So that's lovely. Yeah.
0: So what, what do you think, what kind of values that your mum installed in you during that time? Do you think like now that you can see with your 30 year old brain, you can look back and go, I know what you were doing there, mum.
1: She just, she put me first a lot, Mm -hmm. which was looking back on it. Now, you know, she was going through uni and working and, looking after me and running the house and, and she still always had time to care about what I was doing and be so empathetic towards me and um, just knew everything. Like She knew my friends and she knew what I did and what I liked and how she had the time to do that. I don't know, but I love that I can try and do that now, even with Scarlett when she's so young. I just love that I can give her everything in my time when I'm not working.
0: So. Well, that's when you were just saying that. I, I can see that when mm-hmm. I watch you interact with other people and I watch you interact with Scarlett, with Otis. Like, you are that. Mm. Uh, you just, you, you never seem flustered either. You just seem like you can tackle anything that comes your way. And I'm quite jealous of that. I yeah, like, keep it all internal. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, so, in saying that, who were your role models growing up? So, obviously. Mum was a big one. Mum was a big
1: role model. Big time. Um, but who, who else were role models to you growing up? Uh, we didn't really have... It was kind of me and mum against the world, to be honest. She, she had her sisters, my aunties, of which there were three. And they always had their idiosyncrasies. They would get on and then they wouldn't get on. And mm. they loved them one week and then we don't talk to them for a long time. And, and so really growing up, it was just me and mum versus the world. So she had... A friend, Kath, who her husband and Rodney, and he was probably the closest thing for a long time I had to a male role model. Yep. It was just exactly what you just said, just so calm and hit all the time in the world for his kids and, and me as well. And, and he, he played guitar, which I did as well. And. Yep. And we did all those things. So he was just such a calming influence in, in our lives. They were very close. And yeah. I was with him as well. Yeah, cool. So he would be one of the big role models? I would say so. Thinking on it, it'd be, it'd be him and mum. And I can't think of many others, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's lovely that there was uh, like that person in your
1: life. Did you have any male teachers going through school? I did. But teachers, and I didn't really get on. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't really enjoy school. Yeah uh for when I was there, which wasn't very often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um public school, one story. High school a different story. So Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can't really can't really comment as to teacher role models, unfortunately. Sorry to yeah. say for your sake. No, no,
0: like and that's you know, it <clears throat> takes me back to my primary primary school time and I reflect on this all the time because of being a teacher and being in that setting. And it's something that I understand a hell of a lot more now that I am that role model for so many kids and it's something that is not not taken lightly. Um, cool. they, you can see the ones that probably don't have the positive male role models that they deserve in their life, boys and girls. And for me to be able to be that person, that consistent person for them day in, day out, show them that you can be, um, you know, you can, you can show that you're hurt, you can show that you're not feeling well. But then you can also show how you overcome that. And to role model that to them, I I take a lot of pride in doing that. And when I was in primary school, I probably had one. I was fortunate enough. I had nearly four male teachers at our school, which was unheard of. It's still unheard of now. And unfortunately, there was one that I just did not connect with. Um, I think it was because he followed Parramatta. And in 2001, Newcastle played Parramatta and we beat them. This is my theory, not the theory that I was a pain in the ass or probably not, you know, no, my report's always... the football. Yeah, it was the footy. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not that my report said um, not working to potential, seems like he doesn't want to be here. None of that. No. Um, but we, we just didn't connect and it really bummed me out because everybody loved this guy. And there was only, there was two that I was very fortunate to have. One sadly passed away, uh, Mr. Wade, and I, small, small world, I ended up going to uni with his son. Oh, wow. Um, and I was able to share the wonderful stories with him um, as his father was sadly dying from cancer, uh, lots of melanomas, poor Mr. Wade. But he connected with me. He took the time. And then the other one was um, Mr. Boardman. So he was actually never my teacher, but he was next door in year five and year six. Mm. So when I had the lovely Mrs. Robertson uh, who – probably didn't really care much for making connections with young boys who didn't want to be there. It's hard Um, work.
1: It's got to be hard work, I'm sure.
0: It is. And it really is. But, yeah, Mr. Boardman um, would always just stick his head and say, all right, Jeremy, come into my room. Um, So there were two. I was fortunate enough to have two uh, male teachers that really gave a damn and then there was another one mr morris who would always check the cricket scores so i guess i had three i was very fortunate very fortunate great, yeah
1: man. three out of four ain't bad
0: yeah <laughs> and um he would always check the cricket scores and say oh jeremy got 30 on the weekend i see and it was just little things like yeah. that that i try and do now um whether it's boys playing sport the girls playing netball i always just try and find something that they wouldn't think that I would know or care about. Yeah. And just to see them light up, it's just those little things. And, again, it just comes back to trying to be that yeah. male role so model.
1: Because if there's no one else doing it for them, it, mm. it means so much more as well.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's something that I, I don't take lightly. So lovely that you did have that um, that role model. What was his name again? Rodney. Rodney. Yeah. Thank you, Rodney. Um, so... How was your relationship with your father, or how is it now? It was not great. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Growing up, Dad remarried pretty quickly. I probably couldn't even guess when exactly. I would have been under 10 when he remarried, so Mm. maybe not so quick in his world, but for me as a child, it felt very quick, and she's just, they're still together now, I think. She's just, oh, yeah, and, not a fan, uh, not a fan, not a fan, and um, it hurt me a lot. I think that he would pick her over me mm-hmm. because she was just so horrible. She's the, you know, the evil stepmom in the movies, yeah. and the, and that's what she was. She was just yeah. not nice and abrasive and not no compassion in her, in my mind. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure she's. Fine. Yeah. So maybe she wasn't. Now, to me, she but, was. She yeah. Was but back a then, person. And yeah. In my mind, he was like, "Well, I want her more than I want to be with you." Yeah. And so it was a pretty strained relationship to the point where, as soon as I was old enough, it it would be I'd live with mum and then I'd spend half of the school holidays with him, mm-hmm. and then every every couple of weekends, like we'd see each other or something, he'd come and pick me up and we'd do something, and then as soon as I could, it just stopped happening. It yep. stopped happening and, and I don't talk to him. He doesn't – he's never met Scarlett and he's never spoken – I haven't spoken to him in years. Um, he's got three kids with her now too, so I've got three half-siblings. Yep. Two, two twins, Ryan and Tiffany, who just turned 18, I think. Oh, yeah. Just yep. turned 18. And William would be 10, maybe we met, met William maybe twice in okay. his life, and so I'm just a stranger to them as well. And I don't know what stories they've told about me, but relationship with Dad now, yeah, not great, which is another reason why I just put so much time into Scarlet. Yeah. It, oh, I didn't really have that. Yeah, a- for sure. A- and Mum, Mum remarried as well. Yep. She married a boy called Mark when we lived in Wingham, and they were together for good number of years and again just might be a bit of a, a bit of a trend but maybe i was a soft child i don't know but it was, just a bit, it was just a bit abrasive and just a bit yeah he tried though i know i saw thinking back i saw him with books on how to be a stepfather and oh. and they tried but ultimately they were incompatible and and we didn't get on too much that's that's a funny one <laughs> it is but it's it's those moments and not saying that your
0: whole dating is based around, well, I didn't mm. get that, so I'm going to do it. There's definitely those um those peaks and troughs, and you're trying to fill those troughs for yourself. And then what that is doing is giving Scarlett that amazing mm. role model that she she gets every single day. And I guess we take all of our experiences in, don't we, to we do. yeah. to form what kind of dads that we want to be. And for you to go through that in a way, you're you're saying to yourself, well, that, that's not going to happen to you, Scarlett. Like, mm. I'm going to be here no matter what. I've got your back. I'm going to connect with you. I'm going to find anything to, to do, play, sing, yeah. hang out, whatever it is. Yes, and who cares here? who's watching. And exactly. Just, yep. yeah.
1: yeah, definitely. And it's, just, it's more, it's not even the, you know, the, the screw you, I, I didn't feel this, but just what I felt inside, mm-hmm. I guess. And I just never want her to feel that. I yeah. never want her to think I haven't tried. So I don't think I'm sure. Sure she'll, she'll, at some point, she'll be a teenager at Mate, some point, but maybe when she hits about 16 <laughs> to 18, yeah, she might, sure um, moment, but.
0: but definitely, yeah, from, from what we see and, and the interactions that we have, that's, that's definitely not going to be the case, but that's, I guess that's really tricky, um, especially growing up and then still now not having that connection, but you're close with your mother
1: with mum and yep. my my new stepdad as well. Step Jeff. Jeff is yeah. a wonderful man. Yeah, and, and uh, I've met them. They're you, lovely people. Yeah. Know, yeah. yeah, and uh, it's funny because me and Jeff did not get on either when I, when we first met. But that was probably more my fault for being a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And How old were you when Jeff out. came along? Sixteen, seventeen, maybe. you in that Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It was and right right moved in that It was around that, and yeah. I was leaving school and there was a new man and i was yeah i was trying to figure out how to be a man myself even though i was just a boy and yeah we didn't we didn't see either eye well i didn't see either eye with him and i've come to realize that he's just such a wonderful man he is and um he's got a lot of time for us and scarlet and and em of course yeah beautiful wife so that's lovely
0: Mm. um in your friendship group were you we're gonna we're gonna turn the focus back on to you now Were you the first to have kids in your
1: friendship group, or yours and Em's friendship group? Pretty well. We had um, young Arlo was born about three months prior to Scarlett, so we got to enjoy because his mum Tisha, Em and Tisha just best friends, tight knit, can't separate them when when they're around each other. It's just Mm. impossible. So they got to experience that journey together, and and so they were three months ahead of us, but. Short of that, we were, yeah. Yep. Pretty close to being the first one. Tried. Tried so hard. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so with that though, with only probably having one for three months ahead of you, who would you say is your biggest influence for you as a dad? Like who do you base your, your dadding off?
1: I, I don't really have an answer to that. Like to start with, I was just trying to do what felt right within myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't really have anyone to look at how dads should be. Um, but I have to say, down the line, getting to watch you with Otis, <laughs> it very much, it means a lot to me to see how you interact with your boy. And, yeah. And I, I just, you're very much a role model for me at the moment. Oh, just thank you. Just if you weren't aware. No. Just seeing how you interact with Otis and Scarlett. Um yeah. It just shows that you can always try and be better and I uh, do try and be better and try to keep up with you a little bit. Oh. <laughs> Not that it's a competition. But no. I think there's lots of things to learn from each other. Well, that's so. why I'm doing
0: this. Like yeah. that is literally why I'm sitting down with other dads and just chatting about how they do it because I want to be the best person that I can and, you know, it, as much as it saddens to hear stories like yours and, you know, I see it at school every single day, mm. the kids that are similar, you know, I, I want to be – the best that I can when it comes to that. And I've always kind of had that mindset when it comes to sport and you've just gone through something quite grueling, um, <laughs> yes. which has the same sort of mindset of if I, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it properly. I'm not going to yeah. half ass it. Absolutely. And this is definitely something that you can't half ass. Even if you tried, you know, <laughs> yeah, let's, can we talk about the thing that you've just done Yeah. as sure. much yeah. as we can? Yeah. Um, so your fingers have only just come down from the it's, swelling. You're, you're starting to move like a normal human being again.
1: I've emotionally recovered. Yeah. I've mostly physically recovered. So. Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. So a few weeks ago, I put myself through selection. So I work for New South Wales Police yep. and uh, put myself through selection for the part-time tactical policing squad, uh, which was... An experience, yes, an experience. It was a few days of being away in some tents with not much sleep and lots of physical activity, and yeah, yeah, you learn a few things about yourself. I think <laughs> when you do something like that,
0: yeah, but I think it goes to show around what I was trying to say is that when you do something, you don't half-ass mm. it, and it's evident in your dating, it's evident in your line of work, and then you going through that selection. Training that you went through, I tried to do a little bit of it with you and just, <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't really keep up. Um, but there's been other things that you've you've been doing. So, like, you play soccer, I do. Um, I see you've done rock climbing,
1: I have, yeah, a long time. I did that for a long time, but it feels like a lifetime ago,
0: yeah. Um, bouldering, if you will. Did you call it bouldering? I did or bouldering was it, as well, yeah,
1: lots of rock climbing as well, yeah, lots of sport climbing, yep. Um, that was a fun chapter of my life. We used to spend so many hours. It's just like a picnic, but you also do climbing. So much food. Yeah. So many drinks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and proposals. Was this? There was a proposal in there. There was in yep. in our in our yearly uh, camping climbing trip at Nara, which was. Yep. Just us to a tee. I think just hadn't showered in about a week <laughs> and just dirty and sweaty from climbing, and it was just. Uh, yeah, it's right the right time.
0: Yeah. So you, whatever you put your mind to is something that you achieve. And this, you know, you, this wasn't on a whim. You had this planned. You, you trained for months and months and months coming up into this. Yep. And then was it seven days? It's four days all up. Four days. four days. Four days. But there was no contact with home. None. And one of the things that you said was you were sorting brown rice and white rice in a hot, hot room with EDM music blasting at you and somebody yelling in your face. So yes. that sort of, those sorts of activities yes. that you just had to try and find a happy place and, yep. and yep. get through. But I guess that shows um, your tenacity and your ability to, once your mind
1: is set to something, that's what you're doing. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Or maybe it's just by stubbornness, I don't know. That too. <laughs> it could be that as well. Yeah, maybe I just don't learn lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find um, with your line
0: of work, you would come across a lot of um, clientele, different clientele. Do you find that because you strike me as someone that has all the patience in the world, mm-hmm. do you find that your line of work either helps that or is a hindrance towards that? Because I think this is a okay. skill that's going to come in handy <laughs> as we both go down our dating journeys. I think so, yeah. I think,
1: it, I think really work just puts it in perspective yeah for me and there's times when you don't need to be patient and there's times when there's no harm in being patient and i think knowing the difference between the two is is what matters i think being patient is easy yeah if you know you can be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if there's no if there's no re- i mean i find that some days with scarlet where she's just in one of those moods and everything's a bit of a struggle and she has to put her own pants on, or she, yeah, in which she does not have the coordination to do. <laughs> and I think, oh, yeah, we got to go, we got to go, let's go. And then I think, well, no, we don't have to actually. We can just let you try, yeah, until you ask for help. And I think, yeah, work probably helped with that a lot. Where it's not life and death if we're a little bit late going somewhere, or if we we're going to go to the park and we're ten minutes later than we we're going to be. There's no timeline. We just have an idea in our heads of. Yeah. what we think a timeline is so
0: i think because that's something that i watch from afar of just and that's something that i'm like I, I admire so much about you is your patience like you just seem like as i said before nothing seems to fluster you oh, thank you and that's kind. it's something that i again like at school i have a lot of patience because they're children they mm-hmm. don't know any better mm-hmm. when it comes to adults i don't yeah and that's something that i need to work on as myself yeah. but when it comes to kids, I have all the time in the world because they are learning. They yeah, don't know definitely. any better. And you're right. And it's one thing that you just said around timelines. I feel as though since Otis has been here, time has slowed right down mm. where before Otis it felt like the days were getting away from me. Yeah, Like it was just so fast and I, I, you know, I wanted to try and be in the moment a little bit more. And then since Otis has come along, it is that sense of nothing else matters. Yeah, absolutely. We went down to the lake the other day and we were just throwing rocks into the water for like 20 minutes. And how good is it? Nothing They're else mattered. How
1: fulfilled are you? It's just...
0: Nothing else mattered. Like yeah. old me would have been like, oh, okay, well, we can get this done. So then I can go home and do yep. this, this and that. It doesn't matter. No. Like just
1: stand and throw rocks <laughs> in the lake with your son. Yeah, absolutely. That's something you said to me, was it? How many good summers do we get? About twelve. Twelve I heard. good summers, mm. and that's before uh, they start wanting to hang out with their friends. Such a stressful thought. It and is, that, and that, but that's all the more reason to just enjoy the time and yeah. and don't rush them because maybe you'll get less than twelve summers if they don't like hanging out with you. <laughs> exactly, and it, is. and that's it's been one of
0: the things that have really driven that sort of slowdown in time and mm. spending time in those moments is it won't be forever. I think I've been doing a, a well-being journal. Okay. Um, I'm currently done 60 wow. days in a row, so I'm quite proud that's, of that. That's impressive. Yeah, I'm quite proud of that's that. Very impressive. And every single day it says list three things that went well for you. Every single day, Otis is mentioned in one of those of three things. because yep. he's the reason that time stands still now. He's the reason. And it was yesterday's entry. Um, it was like, what's one of your fears? Uh, no, not fears. What's what's something that's bringing you stress and anxiety? Mm. And it was Otis growing up. Yeah. And I, it just came to me as I was writing yeah. it down. I was like, why is, this, why is this in my brain right now? But I, I, I put it down and it made you put it into two categories. So you had to list seven things and that was just one of them. And then it said things in my control, things out of my control. Yeah. I can't stop time. I can't stop him from growing up. But no. what I can do is spend as much time in those moments with him. Yeah and try and bottle that in Absolutely.
1: my brain, which you are. I think you do yeah. a wonderful job. Honestly, you and Bridget just out of this it's, world, it's, such good parents. And it's I it's love watching Bridget. it. <laughs> <laughs> I just hard work. you guys have a hard time sometimes. And I know because we can hear sometimes, <laughs> but I'm sure you can hear our struggle sometimes as well. And um, that's just part of the journey. It's the
0: pleasure of being close neighbors. Yeah, yeah. We've spoken about a little bit around the hardships of growing up and, you know, the jobs and you were successful in that Um yeah, selection though. Yes. Congratulations, yeah, by the way. You. Just to wrap that <laughs> that you. part yeah. of the yeah. the conversation yeah, up. Was relaxed, successful. It was worth yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, His knuckles are telling a different story. Um, they're all bruised, battered, and scammed. <laughs> but anyway, congratulations. Well done. I know we're we're both quite early in our dating journey. Mm. But what were some of the the hard hardships that have come so far, and some of the moments that you really had to not not so much knuckle down and get through, but like go, whoa, that was." That was tough. The biggest
1: one for me straight away would be when Scarlett was in hospital mm-hmm. uh, when a few months ago now with uh, RSV. Yeah. And as you touched on with my work, there's lots of things I can do. I can get involved and I can help and, and have an impact on a lot of things. And that was something I could just do nothing to help with. All I could do was hold her and she was sad and she was sick and they were putting tubes all through you know off her nose down the throat and she was so sick and sad and and we spent a good five days in hospital and that was tough man mm. to to have just no control that was i think which says a bit about myself too maybe it was hard to oh, have I'm no control but yeah but seeing seeing her go through that i didn't know i could feel that at all in my life so that was tough but on the, the smaller side of it, I suppose, just figuring out the new stages that she goes through. You know, oh, yeah. there's the stages where you put it down and she doesn't move because she can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then, and then you're learning all the dangers when she's starting to walk. And, and learning really tough for me was learning to let her risky play because you do this very I was, well i was very bad at it to start with okay very very bad that something you had to work on massively so em would yeah. tell you all about it <laughs> and uh she that <laughs> there was no internal lot of stress then it was all out <laughs> all out in the open but it's, it's come around and that was a really really difficult journey for me honestly is to let her hurt herself within reason and, of course and figure out. When she what height she can jump off and how fast she can run. And that girl jumps off everything. She loves it. Yeah, she is an animal, and uh, <laughs> I'm very excited by it as well because maybe she's. Uh, I can't see her not being into sport and fitness and nah, and yeah. everything with, with parents like us. But I'm just glad to see that she just enjoys it. She just wants to move. I mean, it's just the joy they find out of the small things. Yeah, it's unreal.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that, that sense of control. I guess was mm. something that was, was hard very to difficult overcome for me to overcome. Yeah, yeah. your birth story, mm. another quite traumatic one.
1: Yeah, another as well. another loss of control there as well for me, which uh, was very difficult, and I was an emotional mess. And M was a champion; she was so drugged up and strapped to the operating table, and yeah, what a journey. So we had labour for forty-eight hours, mm-hmm. and everything was progressing well, and then everything was not progressing very well and we got we stopped at about eight centimetres and then started going backwards. Yeah. And then Scarlett started being a bit of distress and we're in for an emergency season, as you know. Yep. Um Yeah, and got cut up and down and sideways and they were pulling and pushing and trying to get Scarlett out and she was wedged and M was losing a fair bit of blood and and I was just kinda Sitting there crying. Yeah. Well, how? What else do you do? What else do you do? You've got. <laughs> I could do nothing to help. I could do. M was busy talking to the uh, anesthetist, and I, uh, I was just there, just dead weight. Yeah. <laughs> that was an experience as well that I hope to never go through again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fingers crossed.
0: But yeah. that's really tricky because you've got love of your life going through the ordeal of being, as you said, cut up, down, sideways, mm. she, got, she got all the part of the Caesars she that did. was on offer yeah, yeah. Um, and then you've got new life coming as well mm-hmm. and I've told this story on the podcast already but the, the decision of do I go with Bub or do I stay with Bridget, mm. like that, that tore me, that was so hard and it was only because Bridget said when we first went in, you go over with the baby. Yeah like i'll be fine yeah. i've got a team around me if anything happens i'm fine yeah um so did you have a conversation going into it or was it that no we fast didn't. it just it happened just happened? It just
1: happened honestly they we had just they'd done an epi and it was only partially effective mm. so they'd done another one and they said go have a bite to eat because in a few hours we were going in and you won't have time to eat anything for a while. They obviously had all the straps around the belly and they were like, oh, well, there's problems here. And then we'll just straight in. Yeah. So there was no, there was no, all of a sudden, like it was all going well and then you're going to have a Caesar soon. And then, oh, you're actually going right now. Yeah. And uh, so there was no time for that. And then little Scarlet came out and went into the, the recess for a, a good while where they were doing, putting the mask on her face. And I'm glad actually, I don't know if you went to any of those prenatal classes, mm-hmm. and they show some videos where the colors of babies when they come out because yeah. I would have been very shocked seeing that. Well, I was still shocked, but yeah. knowing that that's mostly normal mm-hmm. to be a, an interesting color was comforting at least. But it's not lost on me that uh, not that long ago, really, I would have lost both M and Scarlet Yeah, with, with those complications. So, yeah, that's another part of why I'm just so happy around Scarlet all the time because... Of the start yeah, of the start,
0: it's one of the many perks of being married to a NICU nurse. Yes, uh, you get to see and hear and discuss lots of things, mm. uh, babies, and yeah. So, Otis, um, I think he was a, a lovely shade of lavender when he came out, that's very nice. purple, very well,
1: that's purple. That's be your style, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, around there. That's very nice. They're the hardships that form, I guess, the the calluses to to move us forward and the mindset of taking every single day as it comes Mm. and that's what you said like there there could have been a moment there where we didn't have either of them here with us um and it's not the fact that you you go through life going like living morbidly like that but it's no it it would crush you but it's um i think it's also really good to recognize and talk and Mm. you know debrief as many times as you can around that because that was
1: that was hectic. It was. That was and, hectic. And it's so good to normalise it because that's so many people's experience. Yes. Which you wouldn't know unless you were close with people because it, who wants to just go, hey, by the way, this really traumatic thing happened yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I agree. It's, it's how we move on and it's how we keep going, mm-hmm. probably more so that matters than the event itself. For sure. So let's
0: try and lighten it up a little bit now. Absolutely. Um What's a standout moment in your dad career so far? So, something it could be something that you've done, something that you've seen, um, where you've just, you could just go to yourself, oh, I've nailed that, or yeah. that person absolutely nailed that.
1: I don't know. I feel any, any joy I get is just seeing Scarlett progress with her personality and, and just growing up into a little person. And honestly, the happiest I've felt, I think, <laughs> since she's become this small person, more of a toddler, was immediately after selection i was i was sore oh you're a shell of a human I was, <laughs> I was so sore and sick and just eating medicine to try and keep going and there was a point em had gone out to play that ball or something maybe i was here with scarlet And I I was just fading. I was just, (laughs) I was not well. And I was like, "Scarly, you're going to just have to play by yourself a little bit. Dad just needs to sit down. (laughs) And she just ran away and she came, she went into a bedroom and she came back out. She had a blanket and her teddy and she put a blanket on me and gave me her teddy. (laughs) And then she just pulled her little camping chair out and sat next to me and was just patting me. Yep. And I was just like, wow, that's, <laughs> that's so, made me so happy that yep. she's just such a compassionate little little girl. Yeah. So honestly, that's a massive standout for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Um, one for me mm. about you, because where our veranda is, we yeah. can see just down into your backyard. It's always fun hearing Scarlett telling you to pick up dog poo.
1: It's great. Yeah. She's a little poo police. Yeah. And we'll just run around and... uh I, I just today, in fact, I was coming home from work and I was talking to Emma on the phone and I could hear in the background, uh, Daddy, pick up poo. <laughs> so I knew it was in store for me as soon as I got She holds home. you accountable. She does. She, she just you. marches up the hill, just pointing and stomping up the hill going, poo up top. <laughs> <laughs> she,
0: um, I think Emma sent a photo of Scarlett at your window looking down directing you. Yes. Where, yeah. where the poo was mm-hmm. so you can go and pick it up.
1: Well, she'd hate for me to miss it. Yeah, of course.
0: And Scarlett, if you are listening, I will pick up that poo that's been in my front yard (laughs) for about
1: three months now. It wasn't Colin. It wasn't mm, any of our dogs. It's just a neighborhood cat. I get it. I get it. But Jeremy pick up poo. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) She reminds me every time.
1: And I still haven't done it. Scarlett is
0: bright, bubbly, friendly. I think one thing that you guys have done really well um, with her, there's many things, but one, one of the standouts is allowing her to make mistakes. Mm. So when it comes to playing with other people, I love that you have the boundaries set of sharing is the norm, like mm. sharing is what we would expect you to do. However, if it's something special to you, we don't expect you to have to share. Yep. You will always offer but if she doesn't want to, you don't push it. Yeah. And an example of that was um, the police dog. so a little plushy yeah. police dog. Yeah. So Otis came over. They were playing happily. Then Otis ended up picking up the dog and Scarlett ran over and was like, no, no, like, I don't want you to touch that one. And you said to her, like, you know, it's okay to share. Like, let, let him have a go. And she was just like, no, no. Mm. And then you explained that that was her special toy. So having that sort of conversation with her at such a young age as well but also having the the mindset of it's okay if she wants to not share as yeah. well like and have those sorts so. of yeah.
1: values herself so she can determine that I think that's reasonable I mean and that's come from nowhere other we're just figuring it out as we go along yeah but I think it's certainly reasonable to have something that you don't want to give to everyone then yeah and when you don't even know how to control your emotions I think it's so fine to feel that way yeah. Even more so. In the same way, I've always said I'm not going to force her to cuddle anyone ever. Yes. I'm not, uh, with M's dad when he visits from Brisbane and he's a lovely man but doesn't see Scarlet very much. And mm. she does have a bit of stranger danger around men anyway. Yeah. I'm never going to make her cuddle him, even if he's leaving to be away for months again. Yeah. It's not going to be something that I'm going to say. And I'm not going to allow him to grab her and, yeah. and cuddle her because I don't think... You should have to. No, no, not yeah. if she doesn't want to. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And we, yeah. we do something similar with Otis, like around we'll always say, I'll give them a cuddle or say mm. goodbye. And if yeah. they do, that's great. But if they don't want to give you a cuddle, yeah. it's not forced upon. No. I think what I was, the long story I was trying to get to was around what do you think your values are that you're, actively installing into scarlet as a team both you and emma like is this a discussion that you have or is it just something that you make up as you go
1: but now reflecting on
0: what do you think some of those values are
1: yeah truly we make it up as we go along but i guess as i've already touched on the the compassion that she just shows for everyone Mm. that's such a big thing because i mean everyone wants someone who who cares to listen and check on them and yeah and so I think that's a big part and I don't know. <laughs> I, think, um, I think she's just... Well, looking from afar,
0: definitely compassion. I think there's always that sense of adventure. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you know, you guys go down to the park, you go out camping, always taking the dogs somewhere. Yeah. So I think there's that sense of adventure as well. Um, and another one looking from afar would just be kindness in general. Yeah. Whether that's to other people, whether that's to animals. Scarlett is a very kind little girl and I think that comes from the role models that she has as well. And even in the face of adversity, showing kindness and um, reason, Mm. I think is something that you two have done very well. Whether that's running with (laughs) neighbours, whether that's your job coming into it as well. Mm. But Not putting words in your mouth, but I think that's that's something that we see from afar.
1: I would agree with with all of that. And it just all comes back to what kind of person do you want to interact with maybe? And that's where it all starts is it's it's so easy to just be kind to people and Mm -hmm. care about how people feel and want to go and do things and to nurture it now just comes pretty naturally to us, I think, because it's the kind of people we are. It's the kind of person we want her to be as well. Yeah. So that's very astute observations on yourself. <laughs> well, we spend a lot of time together. So. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and um, we watch each other even more. Yeah, we do. <laughs>
0: so what, what pearls of wisdom would you like Scarlett to pick up on? What would you like to pass on to, to her? It could be something that was said to you or something that you noticed, but what would be a pearl of wisdom that you'd love to pass on to her?
1: I think a big one is just not sweating the small stuff. Mm. Like the big stuff will work And the small stuff doesn't really matter It feels like it does sometimes I know it does I mean yeah. we've all been in, at points in our lives Where we're like this is the end of everything And you realise that's oh, actually not that big a deal Yeah and, and there's so many other things that matter So that's a big one I think Is just don't sweat the small stuff And let the big things work out I don't know that if Just that alone makes life so easy Yeah because you see people just getting hung up all the time and you see the people with the road rage and you see the people just angry in their lives and it's never because of a big deal. Hmm. So I think it just, yeah, makes your
0: enjoyment of life so much more. Again, your profession would highlight a lot of that, of people focusing on the littles and turning yeah. them into bigs. Yeah, This one I didn't send to you. Oh, did you ever think you'd be a girl dad?
1: I had never really thought about it, to be honest. Now looking back, I I couldn't do it the other way. I, yep. I'm so happy being a girl dad. Yeah, it's just unreal. <laughs> it's fun. It's good to be able to embrace that side of yourself as well where you can, she can put clips in your hair and you can try and do her. I'm terrible with her hair, by the way, but I'm trying and yep. I'm learning and these are ways to better myself to, <laughs> to help her. <laughs> yeah. So. No, girl dads are the best, no offense. <laughs> no, no, no. I, um,
0: I actually thought we were having a girl mm. the whole time, so I was
1: preparing to be yeah. a girl Which dad. Which she would have been amazing at. I mean, you're amazing at a boy dad as well. But We'll absolutely. see what round two brings. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what round, round two brings. I mean, I see you play with Scarlett, and she loves you, and that's a big deal because she doesn't love lots of guys. Yeah. She doesn't like lots of men because she doesn't see many, I suppose. But seeing she's just so relaxed around you, that yeah. just speaks to you as well and your character. And they're like dogs; they know they yeah. know good yeah. people. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. They they know they know who they want to hang out
0: with. And it was when you were saying around, you know, M's dad and Scarlet, you know, having because there was probably a little bit there where not fear, but like the hesitation around men mm. um, came about. I think I only got it once or twice, mm. and then just through playing, through playing with Otis, hanging out a lot more. I, it's something that I I don't take lightly yeah. and I love when she runs up to me whenever she's either over at our place or we're over here or we're hanging out she'll come up and just want to be picked up yeah. want to be picked up want to be thrown yeah. want to be hung upside down yeah. um, want raspberries all the fun stuff that you do <laughs> um, so it's it's lovely that she feels safe and I guess that's back on the uh, the values it's something that you and M do very well is make people feel safe around mm. them, uh, just through your open nature, through the way that you can just not sweat the small stuff. Yeah. The you, you guys just make everyone feel calm, welcome, and accepted, which is lovely, and it's just something that Scarlett is picking up in other people as well.
1: So well, that's thank um, you. That's very kind of you to say. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're here for.
0: How I guess with all the influences, all your past experiences.
1: How do you want to be remembered as a dad? Just as a dad who tried, Mm -hmm. really. I just want to be, if she can look back and just remember me being there, she can remember big moments and I'm there and small moments and I'm there. And as long as she thinks back about me and she feels happy, I'm stoked. You've done your job. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. As long as, I mean, I know the way I feel about my dad. As long as she doesn't think that. I think that's a very low bar, but as long as I'm above that, um, I'm pretty happy.
0: I was about to say, I think you can set your standard a yeah. little bit higher there for yourself. Um, I, I, I don't think there'll be any doubt around that one. But I think that's that's lovely. That's definitely
1: achievable. Yeah, I'd like to think so. I know already she, because uh, often if I have overtime at work, I could go days without seeing her because she's asleep when I leave and asleep when I get home. and. Mm. I know I, I hear her on the phone sometimes and she'll be "Oh, daddy at work and she just knows if I'm away I'm at work, which cuts me a little bit because she already knows I'm missing little things but yeah, because I'm at work. So I, I'd like to see that change a little bit, but at the moment it's just how it has to be and uh, it can only go up. From yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's
0: that's something I, I'd love to touch on because I'm very fortunate with the profession that I have. Mm. I get to spend time with Otis in the morning before I go to work. And then I get to see him before he goes to sleep. And we get a good couple of hours before then. My dad works shift work. One of the things, and I'll say it all the time, one of the things that always stands out to me is he always said yes. Mm. So whether he had done back-to-back nights, um, he was absolutely tired. And looking back at it now, you just think, how did he do it? Yeah. But he would always say yes. Dad, do you want to get out under the nets? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go kick the ball? Yep. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's um, for someone that, does shift work how are you preparing yourself for those sorts of moments where you are missing it but at the same time it is how it
1: is for now yeah i think that's the main part is it's for now it's not it's not always it's not forever what i do at the moment my roster changes a lot i suddenly have overtime i don't know about it until it's happening and it's hard to make plans that won't be forever i'll be changing that i'll go back to proper shift work and do the 12 hours and I'll have a much more set roster and I just hope that that lines up a bit better. I'll get four days on, six days off. I get so much time to spend time with her. Mm. And
0: it's those days off though, isn't it? Yeah. that's where that, That's the time that you're investing in.
1: Yeah. And that's absolutely. the time that she's going to remember. Yeah. I work like a dog for four days, two days, two nights, and then I get time and I can, you know, I'm a zombie for the first day, <laughs> but the rest is... Smooth sailing or smooth enough yeah so, yeah, all I can do is try man all we can all do is try mm-hmm. and I just hope to do it right <laughs> but I think that's having the right person to do it with as well yeah and M's amazing honestly I'm glad you said that because she just she takes on a lot and touching on I was just away for a week doing the selection and I've been training so much it's been I work and then I'm going running or I'm training for an hour or two or every day mm. and then's just there working and still looking after Scarlett and still being a wonderful wife mm. and without her there's no way any I could do any of what I do so it certainly is a team team effort yeah and she carries the lion's share <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah but that's what I mean like it's, it's having the right person mm. there with you um, to find those balances to to pick up the slack Mm. per se and it is and it's the same thing with Bridget I'll talk till I'm blue in the face about how much I adore her and how lucky I am to have her and uh, I learn from her every single day she teaches me every single day (laughs) my report card would still say the same thing (laughs) (laughs) needs to apply himself yes (laughs) needs to apply himself when listening to his wife but it is it's a it's a it's a tribute to the the wonderful women in our lives.
1: What was the best piece of advice that you received about being a dad? Um, honestly, knowing that people would say you can't be ready, you know, it's you think you're ready, you're not. Mm-hmm. You, you just need to take it as it comes, and you'll find your new normal. And I think that was really good advice. Yeah, because everyone has these grand plans of. I'm going to have a baby, but I'm going to fix the house up and I'm going to do this and I'll have time and try and change the world when really if you're happy just getting through the day sometimes, that's fine and that's your new normal for a while. Yes. And, um, yeah, the preparation, yeah, you've got to get your stuff that you need and got to set up the house for a nursery or whatever the case may be, but the rest of it, you're just winging it. Mm. (laughs) And I think knowing that you can have an open plan and just let it run its course was pretty valuable. Pretty yeah. valuable advice, really, to not, not hold yourself to too high a standard. For
0: sure. And, like, with the – I guess the, the start that you guys had, it's going to look different for everyone. Mm. So I know that with, with Caesars, mm. mum's pretty, pretty sore after it for a very long time. She's pretty useless, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, we feel useless because baby doesn't want us. They don't. They not right – really, really, we're no. – we're irrelevant yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and I are uh, irrelevant, irrelevant,
1: yeah, irrelevant. yeah, yeah. There, Words. I had eight weeks off. I had eight weeks off when Scarlett was born. Unreal, mm. honestly. I, poor Emma I had to give her her injections every day, her Clexane injections every yep. day, and make sure she wore those granny socks, <laughs> for yeah, <the> compression, <laughs> yeah. And uh, but the rest was, I mean, I don't think she changed her nappy for eight weeks, honestly, yeah, and it was nice. That was how I could help. I couldn't do the breastfeeding and I couldn't do some of that stuff, but I could move Emma around. My problem was I made her laugh too much. I got in trouble. (laughs) I got in trouble for making her laugh when it hurt her laugh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I reckon that would be, um,
0: you know, this leads into the next question as well is what piece of advice would you give Simon before baby came along? If you were able to jump in a time machine, Bub's about to come, what piece
1: of advice would you give him? I think I would tell – I think I would tell me to enjoy no, – that's not even right because I've enjoyed every stage more than the last. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that question. What would you say to yourself? Um,
0: it would be around that feeling that we were talking about, about being useless per mm-hmm. se, and I say mm-hmm. that in air quotes, yeah. that if mum needs to go through Caesar, then your job is to make sure that mum is fed Rested as well as she can be. Yeah. And I say that word very lightly, <laughs> but fed, comfortable, and looked after. Because you're, that's pretty much all you can do at that time. You can give Bubba a cuddle here, there, everywhere, but yeah. when they're crying, it's either nappy or booby. Yeah. And you can only do one of those things. Yeah, and absolutely. sometimes none of those things. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be to be okay with not being the
1: one that Bub wants. Mm-hmm. That's what I would tell myself. That's good. And that goes back for you, I think, to that things out of your control. Yes. But it's just, yeah, that's good. I yep. like that. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd give an answer to that question. I don't know what I would tell myself. I feel, I, honestly, I was just. Oh, you're just perfect. You've just nailed it. No, but I'm just, <laughs> I've just. I've loved that we can just figure it out as we go. Like, I really enjoyed it. I don't like knowing what's coming. It's yeah, the same with, um, well, I've just gone through, like, people try and give you a heads up what you're about to go through. And it's like, I don't need to know because. I'll just do it as it comes. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's better to sometimes just take things as they come. And again, don't try and have too much of a plan because life doesn't like plans. Yeah. Well, maybe that might not. be it. Yeah. Maybe that would be the advice. Yeah. Just, just let it happen. How it comes. It'll be fine. It'll yep. be good. It will Whatever be. happens. It's how it's meant to be. Yep. <laughs> and if it, if it's different, meant to be different, it doesn't matter because I can't change it. So <laughs> that's right. That's right.
0: Well, I think, um, I think that sums it up pretty nicely. And the only thing that we need to do now is figure out when we're going to go for our next motorbike ride.
1: It'll have to be soon, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, this weather's gone away. Mm.
0: Holidays are coming up soon too for me, so. Great. We'll have a summer of riding. We shall.
1: I've got some leave coming up too, so we'll we'll have to do that. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, I can't wait. Well, thank you. Thank you for getting me on to do this because this is, like you said, a bit different for me to do all the talking. Yeah. I normally like to listen, but. <laughs> yeah, my turn to do the interrogating. Yeah, that's good fun. I like yeah.
0: it. No, really? I really appreciate it. As I said, it's more, these are more for selfish reasons why I'm doing this, uh, is to try and, one, I just wanted to get to know you a little bit better too. Yeah. Um, We've been,
1: How long we we been neighbours for now. When did you move in? A bit over two years now, I'd say. Yeah. A bit over
0: two. I'd have to be more than
1: that. I well, we we years. were it'd be three years now.
0: Yeah, we were twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'd be three years. Yeah, time flies, <laughs> hey? Doesn't it? But that's, yeah, I think
0: we've learned a bit about each
1: other, and I think it's been good. Yeah,
0: it's been lovely. So again, just selfish reasons. That's why I want to do this one. Get you, get to know you better. Upskill myself in every which way possible. And mm. and one thing that I do admire about you is. Your patience and the ability to not seem flustered, so that's uh, that's something I'm going to well, jot down and yeah, that's, that's and try calm. and work on I'm myself. Glad. Outwardly, it seems calm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, You can do all your internal swearing. Yeah, that's
1: fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. That's where it's meant to be on the inside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I really appreciate it. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Listening back to that episode just brought back so many fond memories of living next door to these wonderful people and going through that journey with them of pregnancy through to having Scarlett through to her being two years old. It's such a fun journey to be a part of and we are so fortunate to have such lovely neighbours like Emma and Simon and we get to do this together. So it was a, a lovely addition to our friendship circle and a lovely addition to my tool belt as a dad sitting down and talking to Simon. One thing that always will stand out for me is his ability to be patient, his ability to not react and it's something that I will definitely uh, think of him every time I come into a tough situation of, how would Simon react to this? Because it's, um, yeah, it's remarkable. I really hope you enjoyed listening to the chat with Simon. I really hope you enjoyed listening to that chat with Simon. He stepped out of his comfort zone for this and I thank him so much because it was lovely getting to know him a little bit better and connect even further. And I really, I can't wait. No, I can because I don't I don't want to skip forward. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, these two wonderful humans, Otis and Scarlett, growing up together. And we might just have to re-record this in a couple of years to see where we're at. So thank you again for listening to How We Dad. And thank you to Simon for coming on. How we dad is recorded and produced by Jeremy Ford. I'd also like to acknowledge that How we dad is recorded on a call land, and I pay homage every time I sit down and chat with a wonderful dad around the rich storytelling histories and the parental advice that would have been passed on generation to generation.